Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 78 of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell, joined as always by my co-hosts on Believe in Betting LA, Chris Lewert. Let's forgive him. How are you doing this fine evening, Chris? I'm doing well. It's uh, It's been a little while. It seems like uh, eons ago we had yeah. a national championship. I guess it kind of, do you think it feels like that, like when the game is a little lackluster, it doesn't kind of stick with you? I know it was surprising and like that makes people talk about it, but when it's not like a tight game, um, like UCLA and Gonzaga was, right. that is fresher. That is fresher sure. in my mind than, than Baylor Gonzaga. Yeah, I, I do sort of feel that way. I mean, look, it was only like a week ago, right? <laughs> we were yeah. sitting down watching the national championship game. Um, and it does kind of feel like a distant memory just because of how disappointing the competitive nature of that game was. But look, if you're not going to see an epic, memorable game, like I at least want to see an all time great performance. And I really do feel like we got that from Baylor. And uh, we'll talk about that more. Uh, we'll recap. UCLA's impressive run, USC's impressive run, how those two teams stack up with the rest of the Pactual competition next year, and all of our picks from Sweet 16 weekend, the last time we recorded. Um, but first, I want to talk about some administrative stuff. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 78. You can follow myself on Twitter at smaxwell713. Chris at Lou Mandingo Rock. Stat Cap is at Stat Cap. And of course, Edge Finder Sports is at Edge Finder Sports on Twitter. We are available wherever you choose to get your podcast from. If you could subscribe, if you could leave us a review, that helps with the podcast quite a bit. And you can get it anywhere, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And, of course, it's on the Believe Podcast Network. It's Believe, B-L-E-A-V.com, and Athlete Podcasts on Twitter. All right. So, Chris, yeah, it's been a few weeks since we recorded. It's been a few weeks since the end of the college basketball season. Um, you know, we talked about this Uh we didn't do a Masters uh, podcast because, you know, while we love the Masters, it's not really the sport that either one of us personally have had a lot of success betting, a lot of experience betting. Uh, a lot of people out there are great at betting the Masters, and I hope if you were listening to this, you had success in betting the Masters. But you know, this is a dull time of the year for us, and, and we're not just football front runners, but we do love football. And we're really excited to obviously have our NFL Draft podcast coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. We typically historically have done very, very well. In that event on this podcast, we've had two uh, really successful runs. So, you know, these next few months are going to be different. We're definitely going to talk Lakers. We're going to talk Clippers. We're going to talk Dodgers and Angels. However, as we've talked to you guys on this podcast many times before, it's just hard to do this podcast when the lines aren't always out. We're recording this Monday, April 12th in the evening, and we still don't have lines for games tomorrow. And that's just unfortunate the way it goes. Football and college basketball, to a lesser extent, really are good about prognosticating things that will happen three, four, five, six days into the future. So today we'll look a little bit different. We're just going to talk, um, you know, about UCLA's run, which was very impressive. We're talking about USC's run. Um, and, and, and in the future, we'll definitely break down games as we have them ready for you guys. So let's talk about it. UCLA, Chris, obviously the last time we saw them on the court, um, they had one of the most impressive performances of the year in any sport, certainly in college basketball. I mean, they were legitimately 14, 14 and a half point underdogs, um, and a lot of people liked Gonzaga, including me. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. I liked Gonzaga quite a bit in that game. I did not think UCLA belonged. Um, they squeaked out wins against Michigan um, and Alabama and it took a lot of misfires for Michigan down the stretch there in order to advance. Um, and, you know, 
typically when you see those types of teams that don't belong, you see those double digit seeds in the final four, they get obliterated because good coaches have a chance to prepare for them. They run into gas, whatever the issues may be that they were able to get to that point. It doesn't last. And then you see that goes out there and not only do they cover, (laughs) but they, you know, arguably played just as well as Gonzaga. I mean, they played historically well and they still obviously lost in that very memorable buzzer beater by Jalen Suggs. So, um, just talk to me about your impressions this UCLA team made, how as a better you see them differently. What is the future with Mick Cronin and the Sons of Westwood? Well, Mick Cronin definitely just made himself a, a bunch of money. You know, everybody probably saw he already got an extension. Uh, that's not coming out if he doesn't if he doesn't make this run. Not that he was on the hot seat, I don't think. Uh, I think the expectations were rather low, but made himself a whole bunch of money. Uh, and I was right there with you. I just, you know, these double digit seeds get to prepare, you know, the luck kind of runs out, but turns out Johnny Juzang is awesome. Um, which I think people thought he was good, but now he's, you know, going to be a, a lottery pick. Maybe, uh, made himself millions and millions of dollars by, by showing out. And you know what? You score 28, 30 points, uh, in, in a, in a short, those games short, like NCAA games are short. Uh, you're doing something right. Like that, that is impressive. And, you know, I talked to a friend of mine who is, is heavy into college basketball and he's like, it's tough to explain. You know, normally I would say that teams like that show up because the distractions are gone, right? You're at UCLA, you got a lot you can do around Los Angeles, but now you're, now you're focused in on the tournament, but they were in kind of a bubble all year. So uh, what he was guessing that happened and whether it's true or not, is that Kronik probably threw the playbook out, right? The entire year he's trying to coach them up and let's run the offense and let's get these plays in. And, you know, we got to play this on defense and, you know, coaching, 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 trying to install things. And then the tournament comes around and that stops. And it's literally feed the hot hand, right? There's no more. It's just going out there and playing. And sometimes that resonates with your team. And when you got Johnny Juzang playing like an NBA player uh, that he is, it, it it makes a huge difference and you make, you know, a borderline historic run, right? And and something that people will be talking about and will be being brought up anytime a playing game comes, right? They're gonna talk about UCLA first. That's the first name that's gonna come up. So too bad Johnny isn't gonna stick around for another year because the future would be very, very, very bright. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it was that was the case. Um, but otherwise, uh, completely floored by the way they played and they made me look silly there. Uh, they made me look silly against Michigan. They make me look silly against, against Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no other way to, to state it. I mean, we, we are fully accountable on this podcast and we, we didn't have a podcast about the final four. Um, but you know, we both chatted, we yep. both really like Gonzaga and we were both wrong. I mean, flat yep. out, we were both wrong. UCLA had an incredible run. Um, they arguably would have given Baylor a better run, but um, part of me thinks that, you know, whichever team came out of that marathon game survived, it was going to get whooped by Baylor, not just because the overtime and the extra minutes and the taxing and, you know, usually had a short rotation all season anyways. Um, yeah. but just because Baylor was, was that good, you know, like they were really, really good. It's funny how overshadowed their season was like, they were number one team all year, or at least, you know, in December before that COVID shut down. And then, you know, that stretch where they weren't quite the same team. But if you look at how dominant they were across the board in the, in the tournament, I think they had one single-digit win. I mean, truly, yep. like, they're truly one of the best teams we've ever seen. And, and it's not because they waxed Gonzaga. It's because the uh, entirety of their run. So, you know, hats off to the Baylor Bears. Incredible uh, story of, um, you know, resolute, great stuff from from Scott Drew. I mean, when he took over that program, in two, I think it was 2003, it was absolutely in shambles. Yep. Yep. Um, just unbelievable stuff. So to see them build a powerhouse, and, and that was a really, really fun team to watch. 
um, was very impressive. UCLA's Crosstown rival didn't fare quite as well. They didn't make it quite as far, and they got absolutely obliterated, of course, by Gonzaga. But still, a very, very nice run for the USC Trojans. Uh, Andy Enfield actually loses his very first game against the spread of all time when they lost to Gonzaga, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. This is like his yeah. fifth or sixth tournament. Um, but a really nice run for USC. You know, absolutely annihilated um, Pac-12 rival Oregon and, and just yeah. a great run for it to be Kansas by quite a bit. This is, um, you know, the most memorable SC run that I can remember. I think they made a run uh, back in the mid-2000s with like Sam Clancy to the lead in as well. But, you know, runs like this don't happen very often. Uh, at the Galen Center, and it, and it happened this year. And Andy Enfield and his team and, and those players deserve all the credit in the world. And just just your thoughts on SC's run as well. Yeah, I think I think you got to hope that it can be. It seems silly to ever say something like UCLA or USC needs a, a run like this to be a program builder. Like when you're such a major college like that. But you know, is there anybody in Los Angeles that's fooling themselves and thinks that USC is in a football school? Like no matter what happens, like if USC football gets suspended for, for 10 years, are they still not a football school? It feels like there's no way to change that. Right. So what I think you got to hope happens here and, and Andy Enfield, if he can capitalize on it, like you're always going to get your OJ Mayo, you're always going to get your brothers Mobley, right. You're always going to get these superstar talents like Kentucky, right. That maybe they stick around for two years if you're really, really lucky. But can you get those three and four star recruits that are ignoring USC because, you know, Oregon is the place they want to play, right? That's that's the solid program. That's the team that makes, you know, consistent runs. Um, you know, guys that aren't going to be NBA players. They don't know that yet, but guys that aren't going to go to the NBA but are going to stick around your program for three years, right? So that's what I think you want to see from USC is building a little depth there and, and kind of building a program. And I think beating a team, breeding your Pac-12 rival at the biggest stage and putting it on them, right? If any Enfield, yeah, embarrassing them. And guess what? There are 25 recruits out there that USC wants that also Oregon is trying to get, right? And Oregon State and UCLA and all those guys are trying to get. And maybe they get two or three of those guys that weren't otherwise going to think about it when they just saw what happens, right? These are high school mm-hmm. kids. You remember what you were like in high school when the recency <laughs> bias, right? Like you think about what USC just did to Oregon and you know, that's how you get those recruits. So uh, if I'm USC, if I'm a USC basketball fan, if I'm a UCLA basketball fan, I'm holding my head high. And uh, I think the future is looking looking quite bright for, for both the programs, which isn't something you could say really in all history. It was like, all right, we'll just run it back. something with, you would have said a, a month ago. <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just same old, same old. We'll run it back with, you know, uh, one top 25 recruit and, you know, he'll be good and then we'll just flame out and that, that'll be it. I think, I think maybe you can see a, a change in, in the way the program is with something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And look, both coaches are being compensated very well, but they're performing very well. There's a lot of talent in those teams and, and they still, I think, overachieved relative to where they're at least yep. their, their seedings were. You can make the argument that absolutely both of those programs completely overachieved. In the tournament, that's what you want to see if you're a college basketball fan. So, great run for the Bruins, great run for the Trojans. Um, real quickly, we'll give our, our recap from Sweet 16 weekend. We didn't do the Elite Eight games. We recorded this right before the Sweet 16. Um, I had a great, great week. I went seven and one. Uh, you went six and two, I believe, right? So five, five and three. F- five and three. Okay, so still a very nice combined uh, output from us on that weekend. So that was that was really fun and. Uh, we enjoy doing these March Madness shows, and you know, hopefully we'll have this for you guys next year as well. We're going to move on. We're going to talk briefly about uh, the, the NBA teams here in L.A. and the Clippers and the Lakers. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor and support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness, CBD products, 
created by athletes just for you. Just Love came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and of course, our friend, vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan, they're low sugar, and as mentioned, they were founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez. Look, these guys wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and that they could stand behind. This is the product if you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, we highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. There's no risk. There are six benefits to choose from. And instead of just choosing just one, visit JustLive.com and use the code SUPPORT to buy one and get one free. Buy one, get one free. The new gummies line. Use the code SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code SUPPORT. All right, let's move on, Chris. Let's talk about the Lakers. And, of course, right now they're dealing with all kinds of injuries, but they're still holding strong. You know, they're 33-21. and 21. Most recently they come off a loss this evening to the New York Knicks. And uh, they have one more game this very long road trip. They're going to play Charlotte tomorrow. And again, we're recording this Monday evening, April 12th. Tomorrow they play the Charlotte Hornets. We don't have a line yet, which is uh, curious, to say the least. We would have loved to give you guys some picks, but uh, unfortunately we don't have a line there, and we don't want to prognosticate. But, you know, Lakers are kind of just buying their time, right? They're, they're still missing LeBron. They're still missing Anthony Davis. Uh, they picked up Andre Jamin, who's, you know, since he got his big toe stepped on, I guess, and his toe <laughs> fell off, uh, he's now back in the lineup. And, you know, this is a, a deep, deep, deep Lakers team, of course, defending champs. Um, just your thoughts real quickly on the Lakers here, uh, who are still obviously without their teammate players. Yeah, I think you put on your rose-colored glasses and you say this is good for all those role players, right? Because if LeBron and Davis are around, it's they're going to be dominating the ball. Like LeBron is probably still making a run for MVP and – now these guys are getting meaningful minutes and serious touches. And they just, I mean, they put it on the Nets bad, right? You know, the best team in the NBA and they put it on, then they turn around and lose to the Knicks. But that's what happens in back-to-backs in the NBA. I think, I think this is probably ultimately a good thing for the Lakers because these guys are going to fit in. Um, and, you know, is I am definitely not a, a big LeBron guy, but if there's one thing he's excellent at is he will fit in seamlessly when he comes back, right? There won't be any learning period. Like those guys have to adapt to him and he'll get them involved in the way they need to be. Um, so I think your hope here is you're a Lakers fan. You say, all right, this is fine. It's not a big deal. LeBron and Davis will come back in, you know, two or three weeks and then they'll start playing the seeding game, right? Because your only fear for the Lakers is you really don't want to have to play the Suns and then the Clippers, you know, do you have to play the Mavericks? Like it, the West is pretty tough. And I think you kind of want to try to, to run the, you don't want to run through the gauntlet, right? You want to, you want to try and play a, I think a probably a lesser Blazers team, you know, in that first round, if you can. So they'll play that game correctly. I do not think it's the same thing with Durant, right? Why was Durant out for, for like weeks and weeks and weeks? Cause it just doesn't matter. Like that's the regular season NBA is, is virtually meaningless. Um, especially when they're playing a full schedule. So that's what you're going to see with Davis and LeBron. They're going to take, you know, 10 more days off than they actually need uh, just because they can. And then they're going to get in. They're going to put they're going to press their foot on the gas. And uh, I think if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm not at all worried uh, about anything happening. Uh, This team is going to be ready when the time comes. Are you concerned at all, though, that they're they're creeping down the standings right now? Lakers are fifth in the West. Okay, so if the season were to end today, they'd actually be on the road in the opening round against the Denver Nuggets. Um, they're not in danger of missing the postseason. Don't don't misconstrue yeah. what I'm trying to say. They're still six games in front of the Spurs, who are in ninth place right now. 
However, you know, they're seven and a half games out of the number one seed. Uh, they're a full game and a half out of having home court, even in that first round. Is there any concern in your mind if you're a Lakers fan? I would be concerned that they don't. I trust them enough that they're going to play the seeding game correctly. And that's what I said. Like, you don't, do you really want to have to play the Nuggets in the first round? Like, you don't want to have to do that. Uh, they look good, right? You don't want to have to play these really tough series back to back to back. You want to try and get an easy one in there. Um, and, you know, somebody would say, well, there are no easy ones. Well, I would, I would argue that if you get to play Portland, you know, that's probably an easy one. And honestly, playing the Mavericks, I said the Mavs, but that's probably an easy one too, because they're a one, a one trick, a one trick pony. So I would be mildly concerned, but I just feel like the Lakers are smart enough to play that game. And LeBron is, is smart enough to know like, all right, you know, I only got 25 games left. I got to come back now and make sure that we don't slip to the six seed or something like that and end up playing Phoenix. Um, I think they'll, I think they will manage it uh, correctly, but yes, that would be, if that was any, it yeah. would not be health. Health would not be con- right, concerned. Right. You're right. Seating would be. Yeah. I mean, it, the big thing is you want to try to avoid playing the Clippers, right? I would think until the Western conference finals. Yep. Uh, I think you're even happier if you have to take on the jazz or something like that, even though they're great teams, jazz and the Suns are, it feels like the classic try hard uh, regular yep. season teams that will fall flat in their face. Yeah. Look what they're doing is, is very impressive. Yeah. I and mean, the Jazz are 40 and 13. It's incredible. Uh, you know, they got a, a, almost a 10 point differential per game. And that's by far number one in the NBA. So I'm not trying to take away anything from what they've accomplished, but I don't think they scare the Lakers as much as, as say, the Nuggets or the Clippers that have given them both trouble in the past. So speaking of those Los Angeles Clippers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, they have winners of five straight games. They're also 11 out of their last 13 games they've won. They are you know, strategically giving rest to star forward Kawhi Leonard. Um, and they're just doing their thing. You know, look, the Clippers had a very disappointing early exit last year. Very publicized, of course, in that second round against those Denver Nuggets. But... You know, this team is is um, putting it together. And, and honestly, I think this is the year we could finally see that Stable Center showdown. Hopefully there'll be fans there. Um, but this Clippers team right now in fourth place in the Western Conference standings. Excuse me, in third place. They're four games out of the first seed. They can conceivably make a push here, at least in on the sun, to win that Pacific Division and potentially get that second overall seed. What are your brief thoughts on the Clippers? So for the Clippers, I think... It's a little bit what I said last year, hopefully with a different result, but I feel like the Clippers are are looking good. They seem to be rolling along, right? You're not you don't hear a ton of talk about them. All the all the coverage is is Davis okay, is LeBron okay, they're slipping in the seed, what's gonna happen? Uh, and the Clippers are just hanging where they are, right? But it's gonna come down to are they gonna get it together in the playoffs? And uh, you heard a lot after the bubble exit that there was a ton of internal strife and the team wasn't getting along in the locker room and you know, is, is Tyron Lue the guy who figured that out, right? Are they going to be more okay with Kawhi Leonard being the superstar? Is is George, and I've said this before, like, is George going to defer a little bit more, right? Like, I want to see George giving his energy on defense. I don't want to see him take 13 three-pointers. I want to see him take seven, right? And I want to see him play. Uh, I want to see him doing a little less offense for a guy. You know, there's rules in life. One of the rules is you don't give yourself your own nickname. And, and playoff P has been uh, a disaster, right in the playoffs so that guy needs to take a step back and say hey uh let me yeah, super, super Bowl lenny or lombardi lenny or playoff lenny that happened to work out right yeah that's right that's right uh but for him you know it's it, you know he considers himself a super duper star he's not he's just a star uh and i don't want to see them deferring to him because of the personalities it drives me crazy in basketball sometimes where it's like oh this guy is this guy so like you know let him shoot 45 times right as we lose so long as he gets his numbers so 
I think the Clippers are going to be okay. Um, I think we will get our our long-awaited, you know, connection um, between them and the Lakers. Hopefully this year, and it's gonna it's gonna be the the matchup that we wanted to see. Finally, we move on to talk about baseball season. Dodgers obviously off to the great start. The Angels off to a good start as well. Give me your picks for tomorrow's Dodger game. I think we have a line for that, and then piggyback that off uh, and and talk about the Angels if you have a pick for that as well. So Rockies and Dodgers um, line out tomorrow. Rockies plus one and a half, plus one forty-five. So that's slightly offsides. Take them with the points, and then over eight at minus one hundred five. Both those are are pretty fair prices, and uh, you know hopefully the the Dodgers win a one-run game, and then you win your bets, and the Dodgers win. For the everyone Angels, goes home happy. Everyone goes home happy. Nothing better than your team winning and you getting money in your pocket. Uh, for the Angels and the Royals, it's not exactly offsides, but the price is fair. If you take Angels minus one and a half, plus one twenty, uh, that's that's a fair enough bet if you're looking for some Angels action. Okay, awesome. Well, those are some good baseball picks, and we got your thoughts on both the Clippers and Lakers. So, any final thoughts here, Chris? Episode seventy-eight, I believe, in Betting LA. No, it's you know some people would say this is is a bit of a slow time in the sports season with the Masters over and NCAA basketball over, and you're waiting for for NBA playoffs to start, but uh, now's the time where you can, you can win some good money. The bookmakers get a little lazy on their pricing and uh, you know, that game that your buddy bet at minus minus one ten, you can get at minus one Oh five. Take advantage. Glass half full thinking all the time. That was Chris Lewert from edge finder sports and stat capital uh, and for just live for the Believe podcast network for Chris Lewert and myself. This is Betting LA episode 78. Thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.